Welcome to your Future Therapist podcast. Empower yourself with this free podcast for personal growth and well-being. Future therapist and life coach Kelly Newsom and co-host Megan Lachowski share honest, real-life stories to help others navigate life's challenges. Today we're talking about gratitude and words of affirmation and ways in which people kind of try to take themselves out of their current headspace when they need like a boost or a pump up, right? Mm -hmm. But before we start, I am going to, we received a question via email from Liz. It says, hi, Kelly, I'm enjoying your podcast. Are you working? Are you a working therapist these days or in the future as the name implies? So it is as the name implies. I am not a therapist. Megan is not a therapist. We are not. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I am a life coach, but that is, again, not a therapist. Um, But I am on the path. I'm applying to grad school, um, hoping to start in August of 2024. So I'm on my way. And then that'll be a two and a half to three year process. So I'm looking at like 2027, early 2028 before I'll be I'm I'm assuming that I'm kind of thinking that's the time frame for licensure with the state mm-hmm. of California to become an official therapist. Congratulations, and Kelly. Thank you. Yeah. Future, so, congratulations. Yeah. So maybe the podcast name will change. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So we had a pre-discussion about the topic today <laughs> and it got heated very quickly. Yeah. But it was in not a good way. <laughs> no, not, neither was I. I actually got very like, It's not anger, but it was like this burst of like emotion about words of affirmation. I know it was pretty funny because we're both kind of sleepy this morning. And so all of a sudden we were like going at it. Yeah. And (laughs) so originally the topic was just going to be about gratitude and um, how it can be used to kind of get you to form different perspectives and to kind of get you out of yourself, especially like in low moments. And I have absolutely used... I use gratitude um, because it is helpful to me to change my current thought process and perspective, yeah. especially when it's kind of going toward the negative and the not helpful and kind of getting, I'm stuck in, in certain aspects of my thought process in life. Um, so I've used gratitude. And then as we were talking, we started talking about words of affirmation mm-hmm. and this, I think that the words of affirmation part will be kind of more of the sensitive topic because I think there are a lot of people that really rely on that. They use that as their morning mantra, right? Their ways of, um, I'm not going to say convincing themselves because, because I don't use words of affirmation and I look at it very differently. I don't want to come across that I that it's not useful because for some people and it's absolutely like necessary for them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I do want to talk about how I see words of affirmation and kind of the underlining pitfalls of them, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And, and talk a little bit about that. So let's start with the things that I, that, you know, maybe you and I use, which is gratitude. Um, and if I could tell a little story, Megan, do story time. So my whole healing journey began in 2020, pre-pandemic. Shit was hitting the fan. Relationships were not going well. They were failing. 
Um, and I was just in a really bad, like mental space. And I had a full-time job. I had the store. I also had social media and my family and a marriage and, you know, friendships were, uh, I'm going to just say not being cared for and, or not being fostered. And so I was also very lonely and I was working from like, I'd wake up at about five and I would not get home until like eight at night. And it was just a literal clockwork of constant production. And so I did not and could not find downtime. Um, Plus I had a little puppy that was, I wanted to give away (laughs) because it was, she was, it was just, it was just adding on, right? Like training your dog and then also not having any time in the day for anything else other than work um, was incredibly stressful. And I came to a point, well, actually I started a meditation class with our friend Lisa DiDio um, that we were doing a class at the store and she talked a lot about gratitude. And, and so I remember that night thinking, I've got to find something to get me through this because I'm hating the fact that I have to wake up so early to go to a full-time job. And then I have the store and then I have social media, like my day, like I'm, I'm grinding and I have to do this right now because it's a money thing. And I need to find a way to live through this. And so I decided that the moment I woke up, I would verbally tell myself three things that I'm grateful for, you know, and it turned out to be like this really great experience because it went from, I woke up, (laughs) I'm grateful that I woke up today (laughs) to actually like yesterday, as I was driving, there was water on the side of the road and the reflection of the sun coming up in that water was one of the most beautiful things that I have ever seen visually, you know, from nature. And so it went from very like necessary things like waking up to actually allowing myself to see things around me that I absolutely would not have seen had I not started this process of just stating three things that I was grateful for. And it became this light for me, like this pathway to something like hopeful and something that there is more out there than just this very, very narrow view of what I believe my life is right now. And so that's how I, I mean, I have very fond memories of a very stressful time of my life where there were absolute moments of peace, you know, even though I didn't understand it and I couldn't really grasp onto it for the entire day, those morning, you know, three gratitude things that I was grateful for, like actually helped me move into what would become like a real healing journey through lots of trauma and all the things that I talked about at the beginning of this episode, all the things that I was struggling with. Mm -hmm. How about you? Anything with gratitude? Yeah, I would say I actually had a really similar um, introduction to gratitude, uh, different details, but, um, you know, just being in a dark place, learning about like what gratitude even means and how to implement that and how to 
literally say, I am grateful for this. Um, and, um, and it definitely started out with bigger things. Like just, I think that you kind of have to start out with like completely switching your perspective and, you know, being like, okay, the fact that I'm alive is absolutely amazing. I need to, I need to remember that, you know? So I think it's important to start out big like that. And then, and then it also evolved for me into not even saying like, I'm grateful for, so I guess, you know, it's, it's not really the traditional, um, sense of, uh, (laughs) you know, performing gratitude work, I guess, which Mm -hmm. is what like is kind of popular now, um, to do. So it's not, it doesn't look exactly the same, but same thing. Like when I see something like the sun reflecting in a pool of water, or, I mean, (laughs) like one of my favorite thing, two of my favorite things, when I, um, when I'm home in the mornings until like, you know, on a weekend or if I'm working from home. And so it's until like 9am ish, the way that the sun hits the trees that are beyond my backyard. I mean, I have a a gorgeous backyard. We're very fortunate. We have a very pretty backyard, lots of trees and foliage and stuff. And so it's just pretty, but you know, we live in woodland, so there's lots of trees all over the place. And Mm -hmm. so the park behind our house has a ton of trees all of the houses just down the block all have trees, you know, in the backyards. And so when I'm sitting in my hammock chair on my porch and the sun is coming up just like right up the spot where the the light is still soft, it's not all the way overhead. So it's not like the harsher bright light and the way that it hits all of the trees that I, that I can see that like go back into the park and the neighboring houses is like the most stunning thing ever. And then the way that we we have a pool as well. And so at certain points of the mornings, the way that the sun is angled and hits the pool and then the pool uh, water reflection light, whatever, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. like an actual scientific way to describe that, but that light and how it hits the underside of our arbor that's over the, um, over the deck is absolutely beautiful. And those are two of my favorite things to see. And ever, and I make sure when I'm home, in the mornings, as much as possible, I go outside and just like sit there and read or even just sit there and look at the way that the light is hitting nature. And that has helped my like peace and my inner contentment and my like, you know, quote unquote gratitude so much, just like finding those little things. Cause when I first moved here, I was like, oh yeah, it's really pretty out there. But I didn't notice all of those details until I really started paying attention to how beautiful, really minor things can be that we just kind of let slip away from us. So you talking about seeing like small things in nature reminded me of those two things. And they're my absolute favorite. And I point them out if like, if somebody's visiting, staying with us and we're like sitting out on the porch in the morning, I'm like, okay, hold on. We have to stop talking. Look at how the water is reflecting right now. And they're like, okay, pretty. I'm like, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> I can't contain myself. No, I know via your polos, right? Your Marco polos. That is was the other Marco thing I was going to say. Yeah. It's Marco Polo. Yeah. What? I can't yeah, believe yeah. I just slipped my mind, but, but yeah, okay. where I was you'll say the take same thing. polos and the light is just like absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, yeah I mean, And I think, you know, maybe, you know, I'm using the word gratitude because it was very specific to the time and also to the meditation practice that Lisa was 
basically teaching me. Um, but it's, it's about the small moments too, right? I mean, I could even talk about, I save a lot of Instagram posts that make me laugh, you know? And so I have a folder and so I, I find myself going to those because, mm-hmm. or the heartfelt ones, the ones that really make me feel good, you know? Yeah. And so I think beyond the gratitude, it is about trying to recognize those things that help you to recenter, right? To, mm-hmm. to ignite maybe a different perspective in the moment, Um, And, you know, for me personally, at that time that I was talking about in early 2020, I I had to find ways to be grateful because I was getting bitter. You know, Mm -hmm. I was becoming very bitter. And at the time, and I will just say this, a lot of it was self-imposed, like things that I actually decided to do that put me in a position that created chaos in my life. And at the time I didn't realize that, but, but that, like I said earlier, that gratitude process helped me to then uncover kind of what was needed for me to heal. Right. And so it's something that I, you know, I still struggle. I mean, there's, there are days where it's definitely darker than others, you know? Um, And I do find just, taking a moment to find the little joys and just the appreciation for things. Same thing as gratitude. It is very helpful to kind of just uplift me. And yeah, and absolutely. I've heard other people talk about it like that too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. some people, the gratitude uh, meditation or, or process is like the first thing that they suggest to people, you know, when you're, when you're feeling, uh, bouts of depression. It's like, you know, just it, it's an automatic, um, mind set change. Yeah. And it takes you away from kind of that, the lack mentality mm-hmm. into a more growth, right. Growth mentality or mindset. Yeah. So, so let's transition to words of affirmation because I do think that, like I said earlier, or we talked in the intro, it does work for people, right? It it mm-hmm. is not something that works for me, and it actually, um, it actually makes me upset, <laughs> and and only in that, bec- only in that, um, and when I talk about word, words for affirmation, that might mean something different to me than to somebody else, right? So, so when I think of words of affirmation, I'm talking about you know, these statements that, um, that you would say to yourself to convince yourself that this is true, that that's, those are the words of affirmation that I'm talking about. And the reason why I don't love them is because I could tell myself that I am confident, but the root cause of my insecurities do not get solved by telling myself directly that I am confident, if that makes sense. Does that make sense, Megan? Yeah, that makes sense to me too. Cause I think it's, um, I think it starts out with good intentions. Um, yeah. all of this sort of stuff, manifesting intention, like saying your intentions, being mm-hmm. gratitude, like all of these things that are kind of trendy right now. I think that, um, 
they have good intentions at their core, of course, but um, they turn into, for a lot of people, a crutch, basically, and um, just something to kind of fall back on as like, oh, I just do this and then everything's fine. And it kind of turns into toxic positivity because you you need more than that. You have to do hard work in order Mm -hmm. to move forward. If you're struggling with something, you have to figure out why you're struggling with it. And you have to do hard, uncomfortable work in order to move past it. You can do both. You can combine those tactics, but I think it, it just turns into like, well, I'm just going to manifest this into my life when other people might be manifesting the opposite. So we're not all manifesting the same thing. So it's yeah. not going to work out just because you speak it into existence. Yeah. Great point on the manifestation. And I will say like when in my, through my meditation process, there is a, uh, I call, I do call out to the universe, the things that I am, I am wanting in my life. And I will say (laughs) along with that, then comes a, like a list of things that I have to work on. Yeah. Right. In order for those opportunities to, for me to be able to see those opportunities, I have to work on my insecurity, my self-reflection, my, you know, the parts of me that prevent me from seeing opportunity and grabbing onto it. Those are the things that I have to work on. And so manifestation, the concept in my mind only works when you are also doing a shit ton of personal growth work. Right. Because without that personal growth work, you are not going to be able to realize and see and grab a hold of your potential, right? Which is what the manifestation in my mind is. Um, And so some people will say, no, I I manifest, I say it out loud and it comes to me. I think that there are some people that are so overly confident that shit just does happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just does fall into their lap. And I think that, that, that is not everybody, right. That is not every, I mean, there are bad people in this world that good things happen to, and they keep that keep happening to them Yeah, and these opportunities, you know, and I think it's that, that kind of weird confidence that allows them to grab a hold of it. I mean, how many times have I had horrible, horrible, bad people as bosses and they keep getting promoted, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, because there's something about them that is ultra attractive to upper management but everybody that reports up to them just sees them for who they really are, but we have no voice. Right. So I say that just because there's a tie in like, there's work that has to be done to be a whole person, you know, and to be able to receive the things that you want out of life and to go for it. Right. So I kind of went on a tangent a little bit, but I'm kind of passionate about, (laughs) about the subject a little I am too. Well, and I think another thing too, is that when people are manifesting stuff, they are wanting something Mm -hmm. and our brains do this really cute thing where when, when there's something that you're thinking about a lot, your brain starts to see it around you. And if you're not thinking about it, your brain's not going to pay attention to it. 
And so I think that there are also times, I'm not saying that this happens 100% of the time that you want anything, but there are times where people just assume that they're manifesting something when it's because they are, their brain is actually noticing things that are pointing them in that direction or, or whatever, you know, there's, it's, it's not that it's not okay to try to manifest something for yourself and to try to make something happen. Right. We are, we are talking about the extreme cases of people who use these kind of buzzwords and these trends as um, crutches or excuses or like explanations for every single thing that's happening and kind of live their life in a way that's um, so focused on like um, on the trendy words that they're seeing around social media and not you know, being realistic about like the hard work that has to go into things or the realities that might be there for other people too, who like can't, they're not manifesting something. And it's not because they're not hard workers. It's because that's just not what's happening to them. So we're, we're definitely talking about extreme cases here. Well, I mean, it actually makes me think about our episode of Megan says yes. Uh, yeah. Very, yeah. very popular episode, by the way. But cool. what makes me think about that episode and your kind of progression to finding and being able to do the things that you've been wanting to do. It's because yes, you wanted those things. Right. And, but what also happened is that you took the chance on things that may or may not have worked, Mm -hmm. but you tried. Right. And so what that did is opened up like you just said, it opened up your brain to see other ways of maybe being able to do the things that you love. Right. And, and so, so I don't, I definitely don't want to say people should not use words of affirmation. I mean, if it helps you to get you in that mind frame, what I just want people to understand and to, to think about is once I'm in that mind frame, what are the things that need to happen so that I can actualize it so that it's truly within me. Because Mm -hmm. I think that saying like, if there's an affirmation of like, I'm a powerful, confident woman, Mm -hmm. if I go through my day, but I don't embody that because I don't know how, or, you know, like you just don't know how to actually embody it then those words of affirmation become don't actually become your friend. They become something that you feel you can't actually obtain. Right. And so that that's the part that I just want to have people be cognizant of is that if I want to be a powerful, I forget the words I use, strong woman, what about what things am I doing on a daily basis to actually help my insecurities around being powerful, right? How am mm-hmm. I, how, what, what am, how am I healing or what's my personal growth journey? The actual work that it takes to then become what I am wanting to become, right? I will just say uh, from a grades, like, like just full transparency. When I started school, I was like, you know, a year ago, scared to death. Um, I looked at my transcripts from the nineties and the early two thousands, and there was nothing better than a C and there were fails like F's and and D's, although that's passing. And so I had huge reservations about going to school because in order to get to grad school, I had to raise my GPA, which meant I needed AIDS. Right. 
I had to do a lot of work. I couldn't just say, I'm going to get A's. I'm going to be a straight A student. I had no experience being a straight A student, right? So I had no historical information to tap into. I had to actually work really hard to figure out how to study, right? How to read a chapter and maintain the info or uh, keep the information in my brain for the test. I had to like actually do a lot of research about how to be a student and then go through that systematically for every assignment or class or reading assignment, right? And so that's just a very weird example of how you are not going to, that's how you manifest is actually doing the tasks needed to get yourself in a position to be successful. I don't think that's a weird example. I think that's a very pertinent and practical example of what we're talking about, where you you can't just say that you want it to happen and then it magically happens. You have to also do the work. And so, you know, those types of manifestations or gratitudes or, you know, all these things that we're talking about, they're really good jumping off points to get you into a mindset where you're like focusing on, um, I guess, like how to be positive and how to push forward and how to um, like a, a, like a guide to get yourself to a point where then you can do the work. Because if you're not at that point at all, where you can't even be grateful for anything, you know, you're not focusing on that, then nothing can happen. So it's a really good jumping off point, but it's not because you say the words, because you perform words of affirmation every morning, because you perform gratitude practices in the morning, that does not create results just by itself. It's great to get started, but you have to also put in the work to, to create the results that you're trying to manifest. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, so much is going through my mind right now. But you're, you're <laughs> I know I can ab- see your brain yeah, moving quickly. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think the part that got me was when you're saying you can't just say the words. And the part that's the part I think that I get upset with influencers or <clears throat> excuse me, even in the life coaching or therapy world of social media. Absolutely. I have a really hard time when there's a post that it's kind of like basically saying, just do it, you know, like just do it. And, and it takes all the onus out of, out of like the responsibility that we have as, I mean, I'm, I'm not a therapist, but I feel that I want to put content out there that is actually helpful that I'm not telling someone this is all you have to do Mm -hmm. without giving context of how hard the work is. You know, I'm not going to lie to people and just say, you just only have to do this. No, it's actually very complex and it's, and every person is so different. And we all come from different life experiences that have affected us in different ways now. And I, I can tell you that just in my own family system, right. Of being a child of five children, having one of those children die. So there are four children left that have had that same experience, right? We mm-hmm. all lost our brother. But the ramifications of that and what happened with my family system affected us all differently. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not a one size fits all situation. How I heal is not going to be how another, a different sibling heals. Right. And so it, it actually makes me angry when I see influencers or therapists or life coaches try to tell people you just have to do this because that's, that doesn't tell the whole story, right? you know? And so So words of affirmation or when people try to say that's all you have to do, it's a lie. Right. And I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. No. (laughs) And you have good reason to be. um, You have a very tangible and um, profound um, and grief-ridden reason for feeling that way. You know, you have a very good example of that. And there's a really great episode of I Way by Jamila Jamil with... um, uh, psychologist. I, sorry if I say the name incorrectly, Sirit Chawla, I believe is how you pronounce her name. And, um, Kelly can link it in the, in the show notes. And it's about the dangers of pop psychology, which is what they call these trendy influencer style therapy posts that are all over Instagram that are just saying kind of these basic things that aren't giving the whole context and not giving practical ways to deal with things. Um, They're just focused on, you know, the buzzwords and what's going to get them, you know, like put out the most content basically without it necessarily being practical advice um, or real advice that like uh, doing work on yourself is very difficult and very hard and very uncomfortable. And that's just how it is. And if you're not experiencing any discomfort because everything that you're telling yourself is just like these toxic positivity types of things, you're not really going to get anywhere. You might, you might be starting to, you know, you might have um, thought processes that are in general more positive, but there might be a whole lot more context that's going on under the surface that you're ignoring. And also it's not going to work for everybody. And just like you said, Kelly, so um, really great episode where um, they kind of go into what that pop psychology means and um, how we can kind of try to navigate it. And so I, I highly recommend people listen. Yeah, I'll definitely link that. I did actually, I was scrolling through that podcast episode and I saw that one. That's so funny that you uh, bring it up, but yeah, it's just I don't want to discourage people from understanding and utilizing manifestation and words of affirmation. It's not that it's just, I want people to understand that a healing journey is not just calling out to the universe. I mean, you, you have, I am, I feel very connected to the universe. It's part of my meditation practice. So, so I am, I am a proponent of that and connecting with the things around you and finding like meaning and meaning for yourself and kind of how you, I mean, how I personally am going to use like this platform and being a therapist to connect even more. Right. I, so I'm not saying that, that these things are inherently bad. And like you said, Megan, the, the intent was never to be, there wasn't malicious intent when people start to talk about man- manifestation or words of affirmation. I just want people to be really cognizant of what 
personal growth really is, which is hard work. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's just, it's a, it's just kind of a bummer that people have turned it into like a popular thing, a buzzword type of thing, because there's, um, you know, we have this really great opportunity with the internet and social media and, and mental health becoming more acceptable in general. So we have this really great opportunity to have that be, um, (laughs) a force for good and a force for Mm -hmm. growth. And, um, so I, you know, we just need to switch the narrative a little bit and, not have it be the toxic positivity, but more, more authentic and real. Yeah. I also want to kind of clarify a little bit or expand on, you know, not everyone is coming from kind of the trauma that I came from, right? Like some people, some people will absolutely resonate with telling themselves you're fucking amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And it will solve, I mean, it'll solve whatever, you know, thought process that they were in the middle of, you know, that was the opposite of being fucking amazing. Um, And so I am coming from a very, like a place where, where change needed to happen, or I was going to be a miserable fuck for the rest of my life. (laughs) Like that, that is the truth. So, so if you're like, those are the people that I'm talking to, right? Those Those are the people that, that, I'm probably most concerned about are the ones that feel like the rest of their lives are going to be as miserable as they are right in this moment. And Mm. I'm here to say there is a path through that. And so when I become passionate or I say things like it really pisses me off, you know, words of affirmation piss me off. It's, it's in the context for those people, <laughs> not for right. the people who, who are, who have a healthy way or a more healthy way of viewing themselves in the world. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot for this morning, Megan. We got it out. We did. Apparently we needed to get a lot out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if any episode would get harsh feedback. (laughs) I just have a feeling like this might be one of them and please bring it on. Not in a, I'm not like in a challenging way. I'm just saying, I think it's, uh, it's worth the conversation, right? It's worth the understanding of how important or not important these types of processes and methodologies are to people um, because they are useful. Um, right. And I just think it goes back to your status of your well, general well-being, you know, your mental health. And yeah. Yeah. I think that um, like I know a lot of people who do that gratitude work or words of affirmation work every morning and it works well for them. So it's not at all like you said, Kelly, like we're suggesting that people should stop doing that. It's just, if it's becoming, if it's something that is preventing you from really looking inside yourself or having a perspective on how, um, just saying, Oh, if you just do words of affirmation, then everything's fine. And you know how that might come off to other people who, um, like they, you know, it's just, it's, it's different for everyone. We've, you know, I'm just covering points that we've already talked about. So just 
I, I want to reiterate, we're not at all saying that it's bad to say words of affirmation at all or to be grat- um, uh, grateful and do the do the gratitude practices. Those things aren't inherently bad by themselves. It's when it becomes an unhealthy way to cope, basically, and you're ignoring certain things in life mm-hmm. or you are using that as um, a way to give advice to other people where that's not like going to cut it for them. That's when it becomes you know, problematic. Yeah. And I think, you know, even as you listen to us talk, I, I mean, I really do encourage people to use their critical thinking cap, right? Yeah. Like words that we say or, or things that we believe in, or that we've found useful in our own lives may not resonate with you just because we're talking about it. doesn't mean that it absolutely is going to fit your way of life or your way of thinking. But one thing that as I digest social media and, you know, look at these influencers, psychologists and therapists and everything is I do critically think about what they're saying. And I, I often wonder when I read this, well, how exactly like, yes, I want to tell I want to be absolutely authentic and truthful to everybody, right? Like a post is going to say, you should be authentic to absolutely everybody. Otherwise you're denying yourself in theory. Mm. Yes, that is the case. And so when I look at that, I, I honestly go through a process of how does this relate to me? And is that the answer? Like, how do we get to that? And is that actually needed? Right. You know, like, I'm going to be authentic, but there are times where being honest isn't actually, and when I say honest, like I'm not going to lie, but do I need to say everything that's on my mind? Right. Right. Like, like they're like, no, actually I don't need to say everything that's on my mind because it's not helpful. So, so it's just like, I think you have to look at the, what we're, what you're digesting and really think about questions you know, think about how it relates to you. What questions do you have about what this person is saying to get more clarity so that you can, you know, figure out how, how you, how this information can be useful. You know, Kelly, one thing that you were just saying too, just to piggyback on what you were just talking about is it, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be this, like it's not always being honest in every single moment of every day you know, spitting out whatever's in your head, or sometimes you can't be vulnerable with people. Mm -hmm. One, one of the things that that reminds me of that we've talked about is, um, like parents, for example, sometimes our parents or our family members are not the people we need them to be. And that's Mm -hmm. unfortunately fine. Sometimes that's just how it is. And so I feel like there's some parallels with what we're talking about right now with that type of concept where it's not, other people are not going to be what you, your spouse is not going to be who you need them to be all the time. <laughs> a lot of the time, right. they're not going to be who you need them to be. And sometimes friendships, same sort of thing, or you're not going to get the same thing out of a friendship that somebody else is, that the friend is getting. Like, there's just so many ways where this pops up where it's not um, what you want to happen and what you think should happen is not what's always going to happen. And you have to accept that. And so I think that this is this conversation that we're having can really parallel that type of concept that we've covered before. 
Yeah, that's actually a great point. Because when you were saying that, I was thinking, I mean, I was gravitating toward when people on social media say family is your first priority, you yeah. know, and it kind of goes to what with what you're saying or, um, you know, respect your elders. And it's yep. like, it's such a blanket comment that, oh my God, if I don't do that, what does that say about me? I'm horrible that I don't think family is first or that I don't want to respect that elder because they're a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? And it's like, so, so what is that? So, and it kind of goes to what I said earlier about you have, you can't digest everything and think that it absolutely has to pertain to you. Right. And, and what you're saying, Megan, about there is this expectation that that the people that we have relationships should be exactly what we need when we need it. Yeah. It's impossible because they are coming from their own life experiences, dealing mm. with their own bullshit that we don't get to see, right? It's so their own internal monologue or dialogue that they have with themselves and they're trying to survive too. So it's impossible Mm. for others to be exactly what we need exactly when we need it. Yep. And, and I think that, you know, that also taps into the idea that when I am struggling, Megan, I really need you to soothe me. Yes. Like, like putting the responsibility of my emotional needs, which I just did a newsletter on this and a, and a, in session on a Friday about feeling that you, Megan, as my friend are responsible when I am feeling down. How are Mm -hmm. you, you know, now people may not outright say, how are you going to help me, Megan? But I unload on you. And it puts this assumption and especially Megan, if you are the type that is a people pleaser or you are uncomfortable with other people's anger or uncomfortableness, your tendency might be to, to help to, to basically take over my needs so that, so that you don't have to feel the discomfort. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so it's, it's kind of the, I don't know, I totally got off the tangent, but it is about, I think, I mean, it all comes down to your own personal growth yeah, and and working hard to understand yourself better so that you become, understand your responsibilities for your emotions, behaviors, reactions, like you are responsible for yourself. And, and so it really does boil down to how are you going to take those to take on that responsibility, you yeah. know? Yeah. Kelly, you just made so many good points. I just went on a fucking tangent. And I no, no, it was great. I, I think said. again, it's all related. It might be yeah. not like exactly what we, um, the subject of the podcast episode is, but it's all, it's all related and it all feeds into each other, I think. So I think it was good. Yeah. I just, you know, I think my parting words on this is that we are all individuals. And I think that we have to look at ourselves as, I mean, I've looked at myself like a project because that's Mm. how that's my, been my career, right? Look at a project, figure out the tasks that need to happen. um, Come back to those things. If, if they need tweaking and get to a place where I can find some peace and some clarity about who I am. And, you know, I just had that, we just had that episode with Kate on vulnerability and the part that 
I really wholeheartedly believe if everybody could look at themselves in a way that is honest, the and and that you can admit the the good and the bad parts, quote unquote bad parts. If you can say, yes, I'm fucking manipulative when I am in a place of fear. Yeah. That, I, that is the truth of me. Yeah. And because I can say that and recognize it doesn't mean that it goes away. It just means that I'm more cognizant of it. And that when situations arise where I fear does set in, I can hopefully catch it in yeah. time that I my behaviors aren't aren't the manipulative type of behaviors. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And there's much to uncover still about myself, right? Yeah. Things that I know I'm, I, or that I don't know that I'm denying. Yeah. Um, and that's, there's time for that. Right. Yeah. And I used to feel like in early 2020, when I was really at my worst, I felt like time was running out. Yeah. I felt like I was going to die, you know, because I was so stressed. I mean, honestly, I thought I was going to have a stroke. I was going to have a aneurysm. I was going to have a heart attack. Like nothing was like physically wrong with me. It was, but, but the stress had built up and I, I was so scared that I was going to die and not have me a meaningful life. And I could cry. Yeah. No, it's, it's so hard to combat that because we get so wrapped up in all of the, um, everything that's going on, everything we're trying to accomplish and, you know, everything gets away from us basically. And, um, Kelly, I'm so glad you're here (laughs) because I've known you from when you were not, I haven't known you for that long. Um, but I knew you when you were going through this part that you were Mm -hmm. talking about at the beginning of the episode before COVID and, um, and you know, what's real, what I love is that you are like, you're a different person. We're both different people. We yeah. both have grown so much, but what I love is that you're still like the same Kelly to me too. Like, I know all of these ways that you've grown, but you and I had a good connection at the beginning anyway, and that hasn't changed at all. Like you're still the same person, but also you're not at the same time. So I don't know if that is comforting at all to know. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Because that's validation that the work, <laughs> well, yeah. and also it's validation that deep down I, I was this person, right. That who I am today. It's just, it's literally like the onion unpeeling the layers so that what you are truly can actually come through and you can like embody that and live that. Uh And I definitely feel like I was always kind, but there was also this vindictiveness about me. Right. So, so Mm -hmm. it's like, you can have duality and live in duality, but not, it's really difficult when the part of you, like that, that vindictiveness, that Scorpio woman (laughs) (laughs) side of you really takes over more often than that kind person. Right. And so now I feel that the tide has changed where those qualities that really, I think make me who I am is have come are more present and have really come through and it feels good. Like that's who I want to be. You know, I don't want to be that vindictive person, that angry person. So thank you for saying that. Of course. Any parting 
parting words on this episode? Mm-hmm. I guess think critically about everything that we said and think critically about everything you're seeing um, either on social media or kind of what other people are telling you, you know, think critically about um, how you can implement the advice or the suggestions that other people are giving you, how you can implement that in your life in a way that actually is authentic and makes sense and mm-hmm. promotes healthy growth. Yeah. I love it. I think we're, we're going to close on that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Future Therapist podcast. If you'd like to reach co-hosts Kelly Newsom and Megan Lachowski, feel free to text them at 530-733-6400 or reach them by email at yourfuturetherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also slide into their DMs on Instagram, handle at yourfuturetherapist underscore pod. Make sure to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review on any of the streaming platforms you listen to this podcast on.